0: This program is sponsored by Focus on the Family, a listener-supported ministry helping families thrive in Christ.
1: Well, there's a great reason. One, let's do it for your son. Uh, You know, he needs a male-centric environment that celebrates who it is that he is. He needs to be surrounded by other men who share your values. And, you know, you can tell your son something all day and then, you know, this happens all the time. They come home and they say, oh, <laughs> oh Mr. So-and-so said this. And you're like, I've been telling you that for years." It's so, never happens. <laughs> so man. here you are in this environment where, where there are men who are supporting the values that you have. And so that's great for your sons.
2: Mark Hancock is our guest today on Focus on the Family, here to share why we need to pay special attention to the young boys and teens growing up in our homes and in our communities. What kind of men will they become? Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller. Thanks for joining us. Jim, we've talked about this before. Why parents need to
0: be so intentional about raising kids with the end in mind? It's all about the launch, that's for sure. You know, when they're hitting 18 and finishing school, they're adults, and that's the goal. And in everyday busyness of life, we tend to forget that. You know, we're just trapped in the things we gotta do and we forget about concentrating on how we're gonna launch our young men, particularly. We've covered young ladies yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, we just want to really concentrate on this. You know, we get involved with their homework and all the other things. That's all good. But how do we shape character? And sometimes uh, we forget the most important task or we save it for last. I say we've got to re- put it right up there in the front of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to cover that moms and dads today. So you're going to want to lean into this and uh, sit alongside and listen uh, our last episode as i said introduced the american heritage girls a national scouting program for girls an alternative to girl scouts and given kind of the woke direction that they've gone they've really um, kind of disconnected from their beginnings mm-hmm. in training young women how to be good christian women right and what to live for and what their identity is locked in. Today, we're going to cover the, the boys' side of this, and I'm excited to do that.
2: As I mentioned, uh, Mark Hancock is with us. He's the CEO of Trail Life USA. They're a church-based, Christ-centered, boy-focused mentoring and discipleship organization. Uh, they've had a lot of significant growth uh, since their founding in 2014.
0: Mark, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and tell me, okay, so uh, why did you do this?
1: Oh wow! You know, in in 2013, <laughs> it appeared that the Boy Scouts were beginning to choose a direction that we knew that a lot of churches and parents just couldn't couldn't follow. So about 300 volunteers across the country began to talk and connect through different social media uh, forums and things, and talked about. What are we going to do about this? I mean, boys need a character, leadership, and adventure organization that 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 helps their uh, maturing.
0: Yeah. What was happening in the Boy Scouts that caught those people's attention? Those parents, those dads. Uh, what was the alarm?
1: Well, the first flag that went up was they is they decided to open the organization to open and avowed homosexual boys now of course there's homosexual boys throughout our entire culture that wouldn't raise a flag but the challenges that that would cause for troop masters or scout masters and churches who are being required by the national organization to agree with something that wasn't consistent with their faith was going to cause you know a lot of trouble in fact churches would, would cause trouble for churches because it actually puts a threat on their 501c3 standing if they agree with an organization that has different values than they do yeah. so we knew something was going to be done so these volunteers get gathered across the country and began to talk about the idea of an organization that would kind of take the place of, of an organization that over 100 years had been giving us astronauts and and generals and presidents and, and uh, civic leaders, you know, but they were lo- apparently losing their way. And the secret sauce that they had, masculinity and a biblical model, they were abandoning that.
0: You know, um, we talked yesterday, as we mentioned uh, to Patty, about uh, Heritage Girls, and she made that connection and they started heritage girls in the 90s you're sitting there in 2013 2014 boy scouts are doing similar uh, disconcerting things Mm -hmm. you decide to start a trail life and your son was an eagle scout at the time he was and that had to be hard i mean i mean that's really the the mountaintop of the boy scout experience right becoming the eagle scout i've signed a lot of letters to eagle scouts we (laughs) have done that here at focus acknowledging their great achievement how did your son feel, and what did he say to you about the yeah. transition?
1: Well, it is it is quite an achievement, and we point to that and see they produce have a tremendous legacy in that over the years. But I do need to correct you; I did not start the organization. We had all these volunteers who came together. We don't okay, point good. we don't point to a founder. These oh, great. are these I volunteers that. across the country. But you're sitting at the table. I I was there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but my son, you know, actually when he left the Boy Scouts, they sent him an email and they said, you know, you haven't rejoined, and here you are an Eagle Scout. Can you tell us why? Mm. You haven't rejoined. Hmm. And he said, Dad, should I respond to that? And I said, well, some pray about it. What would you want to say? And he gave a simple three-word response to the Boy Scouts. He said, you weren't brave. Wow. And I thought, yeah, wow is right, because you're a father of two sons, and you realize that a a young man who has put so much energy into this program and earning that very uh, respectable achievement at the time, was willing to walk away. But it said to me as a dad, Mark, you better be brave because your son really values that. Yeah. And so that of course feeds into you know the the difficult decision that we had to, to lead that organization but actually being able to have the conversation with son saying this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We we do hard things because they're right. Yeah. And uh, so it, it it was it was a great it was a great lesson for me as a dad and of course it was a great demonstration to, to see my son's faith in action. Well, and
0: I think mm-hmm. you know one of the things John we want to accomplish is alerting people to the opportunity uh, mm-hmm. of Trail Life USA and what they provide and you know, Part of it is you're growing. You, you've been at it now uh, you know, a number of years, and you have a lot of—how many young men are active in the program?
1: We're coming up on 40,000 members yeah. in all so 50 states. All yeah. 50
0: states. Mm-hmm. And so th- it's active, and we do want to introduce people because it is biblically based. It is Christian in its value structure and that's one of the reasons we want to stand with you and make sure that everybody knows about it. But in that context, let me let you describe what Trail Life USA does and what you're hoping to achieve in the lives of these boys and young men. Yeah.
1: Well, we're a Christ-centered, boy-focused, character leadership and adventure organization from boys from kindergarten through through 12th grade and we're active in all 50 states. Uh, over 900 churches have uh, Trail Life USA troops and we are using a male-centric environment which is important for boys oh, sh- I, I a <laughs> male-centric environment yeah we say crazy things like boys and girls are different
0: we actually believe it so, <laughs> well, I'd say duh <laughs> but you know I'm not a scientist yeah but but we
1: recognize that that the needs of boys and girls are different and that uh, boys need an organization that's focused on their strengths that's built for who it is that they are as a boy you know boys are under so, so much attack. You know, it's like boyhood is some sort of social disease that Mm. needs to be eradicated or something. Toxic
0: masculinity. Yeah, all of that. And
1: so there's generations of the discounting of of men that's beginning to show... In our boys, it's like they're the canaries in the coal mine, huh. and uh, they've stopped singing, you know, because of the the culture, the way that it is handled. Boys uh, is just really, ch- you know, they're now three times more likely to be in special education, twice as likely to have ADHD. They have fallen behind girls in every single academic category. The fastest rising statistic and suicide rates is boys from ten right. to fourteen years of yeah, age. I mean, boys are in trouble, and they need somebody. That organization for over a hundred years that stood for boys just decided to leave that path, and. Now, uh, it's not a boy-centric organization anymore. So Trail have stepped into that gap and says, we are a champion for boys. We believe in boys. Right. <laughs> we think that we think they're amazing creations created in the image of God, and they need to be recognized for their I love it,
0: have, being a father of two boys. but uh, And we have some of the young men right here in the studio with us, mm-hmm. John, and we're going to get to some of your comments or questions, so be thinking about that. Um let me ask you uh, you have a story about a trail life troop member or troop actually that leapt into action I love these these success stories mm-hmm. but there was a forest fire and they jumped in now were their moms and dads aware that they had done this <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: probably not at the Let's time go fight I'm a sure. fire. what <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they heard what the badge story is that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they heard the story afterwards but they were out camping and and they noticed a red glow And uh, miles and miles from anyone who could do something about it, but the boys and the adults jumped into action and and put this this fire out that would have spread for... Possibly hundreds of, of acres, mm-hmm. uh, because it would have been so long before before somebody stepped in. So our boards focused on focused on that. We understand the outdoors. We have a, uh, we have a, a our our worldview essentials, and one of those talks about creation and, and respecting, uh, you know, the, the place that we live. And so they have they have a love for the outdoors. So they jumped into action and made sure that fire didn't
0: spread. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. I wish I would have been there. That'd be the kind <laughs> of adventure I would love. Yeah, let's go mm-hmm. do something. Um, explain why you believe. Male role models and mentoring from men is essential, and even that is so loaded today because of you know because of people that abused kids. Let's just say it. Speak to the mentoring idea, and then how you safeguard it. Sure. Well, you know that toxic masculinity is a pretty broad
1: brush that's just been painted on all all men and in the, in the next generation. So, so we're restoring the biblical masculinity of men who can be trusted. Uh, to mentor and and, uh, and and help boys along. And, you know, one out of four households uh, for boys doesn't have a father in there. It's one out of four. One I out mean, of four, yeah, mm. that's shocking. And, and 78% of teachers are female. So for the most part, boys have, as a model, a female. Now, those single moms are doing a Herculean task in that household. But that boy in that household doesn't have somebody who looks like him who's, who's leading. Right. And then he goes to school and he has someone again, So girls have these wonderful role models. And boys are just lacking these role models. So we're restoring those role models and our leaders. And they're all background checked, child safety, youth protection trained. They have personal references from their church representative. Um, they pass the test. And there's this wonderful brotherhood of men across our country, about 15,000 men serving mm-hmm. serving boys uh, in, through Trail F USA. And they have this beautiful brotherhood where they're holding each other accountable. You remember in the 80s, we had this accountability movement, and you had to sit across the table with a guy and drink a cup of coffee and share your heart. That's hard for us as guys, you know? But you put two men hiking on a trail next to each other. Much better. Or the boys all bed down, and the guys, the dads are around the fires, and they say, Hey, listen, I saw the way that you spoke to your son today. How did you get a relationship like that with him? Mm. How can I build it? And so that's where these men are connecting. They're mentoring each other, and they're building each other. So one of the best kept secrets is that we're also a ministry to men, because the men in our program have this tremendous brotherhood, where they're where they're sharpening each other, yeah. ironing sharpening. Ironing.
0: You have an example of uh, I think it's a troop in Texas where that group mm-hmm. really identifies the fatherless boys and yeah. concentrates on bringing fatherless boys into that troop. Yeah and then mentoring them. Speak to, to that specificity.
1: Yeah, we have a real heart for that. I mean, we, we love the fathers and sons participating together. That's a great way for dads to connect with their sons, but we also have a heart for these all these boys without dads. And I was speaking in Texas at an event, a trail life event, and a man pulled me aside he said, you see that boy over there? And I said, yeah. he says, I connected him with that man over there because he doesn't have a father at home. I said, wow, that's really nice. And then he said, see that boy over there? I said, yeah. And he said, I connected him with that man over there because he doesn't have a father at home. And he just went on and I stopped and said, Who are you? (laughs) And he said, when I was nine years old, my father passed away. And I ended up in a a youth boys organization surrounded by men who helped mentor me. And I told myself at that time that I would do that when I got older and make Mm. sure that boys had a dad or a dad-like. And I honestly believe that any legitimate call to manhood must include a call to either be a father to natural sons or to be a dad-like to these boys, so many boys without a good, solid Christian role model. And I think any legitimate call has to include paying attention to those boys who don't have that.
2: Hmm. Well, I sure appreciate the community you're describing there. This is Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller, and our guest today is Mark Hancock. And we'd love for you to find out more and maybe to get your son involved. Uh, if you can, please do get your son involved in Trail Life USA. We'll link over to their website and all the details uh, in the show notes. And then you can also call us. Our number is 800, the letter A, and the word family, 800
0: 232 6459. An- another concern you talk about is the character development. Mm-hmm. And again, this is the one that baffles me in this area people that oppose what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't even understand. You know, you're trying to raise and help these young men become men of character, mm-hmm. right? Honest, looking to do good deeds, which I applaud all of you for. It's the right thing to do. And then you have critics saying, yeah but it's all rooted in that Christian thing yeah. I, I don't get that what are they afraid of
1: yeah it is it is kind of shocking but fortunately we have enough parents who understand it and even non-believers are choosing to put their boys into trail life because they recognize that it's it's an environment that they understand good traditional values and they want to see their boys in a program like mm-hmm. that so in our program all of our adult leaders ag- agree to a statement of faith and a statement of values that does things like Talks about human sexuality and, and who men and women are and what marriage is, but boys. You've got to be kidding and, me. <laughs> yeah, we do. But <laughs> boys of any faith or no faith at all are welcome to enjoy trail life because we love the fact that they're around men who are yes. doing, that, who are building character in a way that it's hard to find anywhere else in our culture. You used to be able to look at look up. There were people to look up to, and now you know there's sports stars and things like that. But even them, so many of their lives are suspect, their personal yeah. lives, and so so our, the boys in trail life are surrounded by godly men who are holding each other accountable to the standards, the ones that they agreed to when they joined. And in this male-centric environment, when boys get to see, that's what I want to be when I grow up, because they may not have that example in the household. Mm. And that's how we build characters through that example. You can't build godly boys without godly men. And so so we, we love that the idea of that male-centric environment because that's where the boys learn yeah. how, to, how to become to become. And the man. proof's
0: in the pudding. You had a story about, I think, I'm sure you changed the name, but they troop member named timmy and what happened with timmy
1: yeah well he was dropped off at a troop uh my by, by parents to be involved in this program and i don't know if they were just looking for a night out or, or what but <laughs> uh, okay but the in the and the leaders they did struggle with him because he he was he was challenging behaviorally but they hung in there with him because that's what we do we do hard things and uh, one one night the uh the troop master got a call from timmy's mom and she said you know timmy is praying at home and hmm. he said Okay, You know, what's the problem here? That's the goal. She said, you don't understand. We don't pray in our household, Uh but we would like to. Can my husband
0: and I attend your troop and learn how to pray? And
1: a few weeks later, that entire family was baptized in that
0: church. Isn't that beautiful? That that is. (laughs) It's exactly what some are going to say. What? What? How can you have people praying? I mean, but that is wonderful. And I would assume that that family is a tighter, stronger, oh, better family than they were before. Yeah. And
1: now they're attending the troop with a son rather than there dropping you them off, so you're you building that family. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's terrific. Um, let's speak to the boy energy issue because, I mean, that's part of it. I think Um, you know, I wasn't trained in education, but when you look out how boys have to go to school, Mm -hmm. they have to sit still. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they get a little bit of recess, but then you're back at a desk. It doesn't really suit us boys Mm because we tend to learn on the move. I remember Jean and I having a debate about how to do devotions with the boys. Mm -hmm. And she wanted us to sit down at seven and we start then and we do 10 minutes of singing. Mm -hmm. And I was going, that ain't going (laughs) to work. You know, let's go outside. Let's roll in the grass. Let's talk about who created the trees and the mountains. And you need, you need, you need, boys need to be moving they do not all the time but some of the time and speak to that difference in how you referenced it how the culture is trying to in many ways trying to feminize boys mm-hmm. to learn to behave to act like girls
1: yeah well face it our, our classrooms are designed for the way the girls learn sit still be quiet pay attention and that's just murder for boys and and, and you know scientists will tell us harvard professor recently wrote that that boys have to move in order to learn So that fidgeting that they're doing in their seat that we're punishing them for and declaring the ADHD, they actually intuitively, you know, they've got to move in order to learn. So we recognize that in Trail Life. I tell leaders all the time, if your boys walk into your troop meeting and it looks like a classroom or a Sunday school classroom, you've already lost them. Hmm. <laughs> you know, to get the chairs out of the room, throw some Legos on the floor, because that's how boys learn. They learn they can be doing some activity and they're learning on a different channel. Look at their video games. Look at the sports programs or the news programs that we watch. You're not just learning on one channel. You've got things coming across the bottom of the screen. You've got the scores here how many yards do we we, we learn from these multiple channels these boys were born into that world and then yeah. we sit them in a classroom and they have to listen to one person hmm. that's 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 hard for them to do so we have to we have to recognize that boys and girls are different that boys learn on multiple channels at the same time and they need that type of distraction my wife and i homeschooled our two boys and so that was part of our learning experience is that you know the first thing we did and we decided homeschool we went out and we bought Couple little student desks we bought them at a, at a sale that the school board was having on their used furniture, and I don't think they ever sat in those chairs. You know, <laughs> <I can imagine. laughs> they schooled on the floor, you know, hanging yeah. from a chandelier, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they both ended up being, you know, full scholarships for college, so it worked. Yeah, and, <laughs> no kidding. But, but we do need to approach uh, the way that we teach boys. In fact,
0: you uh, with your uh, original experience in Boy Scouts, when your son's again was right in the middle of becoming an Eagle Scout, when you started. A, a, another option um in that regard what what happened when the boy scouts introduced girls into the boy scouts which again to me i always was puzzled why Mm. i mean again why can't boys have a place where boys can go but they decided to allow girls into the boy scouts and what did you see and observe in that regard
1: yeah well Jim, i can tell you something that broke my heart when they made that decision uh to allow girls into boy scouts it's just, it just it broke my heart but then one of the first quotes i read they were interviewing a scoutmaster and they said how do you like having girls in your troop he said we love having girls in our troop because they're so much better behaved and smarter <laughs> right. oh and i thought you know he's right he may be right you know because developmentally boys lag a little bit behind girls but to think oh my gosh there's another place boys can't go without being. Hey, shamed. You can't go to
0: Boy Scouts to be a boy. You can't go to Boy Scouts. Their <laughs> yeah. name
1: is on the on the organization, and they can't go there without. Why can't you sit still like Susie does? I mean, here's mm, another place yeah. they go, and they're being yeah. discounted and, and and dismissed as not being good enough. They start out school behind. And now there's more girls enrolling in college, getting bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, doctoral degrees, than boys, because we have this generation now long thing of, of discounting and teaching them in a way that, that, that doesn't really fit
0: for them. Mm, right.
1: And uh, so there's there's a yeah. lot of work
0: to be done. Mark, we're going to turn to the young men in here and ask them to give us some input in a moment here. But um, make the pitch. I mean, okay, if I had two boys that were between the ages of 5 and 18 – why should I do this?
1: Yeah. Well, there's a great reason. One, is do it for your son. Uh, you know, he needs a male-centric environment that celebrates who it is that he is. He needs to be surrounded by other men who share your values. And, you know, you can tell your son something all day, and then, you know, this happens all the time. They come home and they say, oh, Mr. So-and-so said this. And you're like, I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> it's so- never happened to <laughs> Golly, So here yeah. you are in this environment where, where there are men who are supporting the values that you have. And so that's great for your sons. But... Even if you don't have a son in the program, it's a great place to go to pour into the next generation, yeah. to be able to just – we have a lot of men in our program don't have sons in the organization, but they know how important it is to disciple and mentor this next generation. And it's done in this uh, incredibly fun environment. You don't have to be a great camper. You don't have to be a great outdoorsman. Come, and there's guys there who will help you through the whole thing, but it's it, it, it's just a great opportunity to grow closer to your son. I heard it said that this is the first generation being raised by Google, You know, where boys mm-hmm. can now – ask their phone, you know, where do babies come from? You know, so we're restoring men as being the mentors and as the guy who knows more because Google cannot start a fire with wet leaves, you know, (laughs) but I know a lot of men in our movement who can. So boys get to be in an environment, again, where they're learning, looking up to a male mentor, Mm -hmm. and it's restoring that relationship that, of
0: course, builds strong men. Wow, that is so good. Well, let's ask the guys how they're doing. So let's do
3: that now. So I'm Matthew. Um, I do know that, so in Trail Life, we do a lot of campouts. And so we've, we're actually going to have one in a, th- I think it's like two weeks now, two or three weeks where we're going to have all the older boys and we're going to be going out with the Woodland trails where the older boys gonna be mentoring the younger boys. But basically this is my favorite story to tell because it shows like kind of the community you get. And so basically we're, wa- we're hiking and my backpack was too big. It's too heavy. I was, I was little, I was, I was a shrimp and, <laughs> but we're, we're walking down and I was falling behind and they, st- all the guys stopped and they unloaded my backpack. They took all my stuff out, and they put it in everybody else's backpack. And so, in trail, if you get this community where we support each other, yeah, we still have our boy leaders. So Shane's is the highest leader you can be in the troop for the boys. Um, and then I've been a patrol leader multiple times. So we have our smaller groups of patrols, eight to ten boys. But it really just helps us to pour into younger boys, and I love the opportunity. It also allows the adults and the older boys to pour into us. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I
0: mean, it's always fun. I mean, when I can remember being your age, you probably don't believe me, but I can. But, you know, there's also the natural kind of mischievousness of what we do as boys, right? Whether it's put the frog in the, the guy's knapsack or whatever. I mean, that stuff, I'm sure, is still happening, too. Yep. And, but it's good. That's what the adventure is all about, right? Those are the memories that you, mm-hmm. you remember the good stuff, the mentoring, and then also some of the games
3: that go on. And oh, that's yeah. normal. Yeah. I know that we have people who go around rattling tents at night. We've, <laughs> we've had those guys before.
0: And everybody comes running out? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> everybody yeah.
3: comes running out trying to figure out who it was. Yeah, that's good. That is yeah. such good stuff. Thank you.
0: Thanks,
1: Matthew.
3: So my name's Scott, um, and, and just a word of encouragement, I love that you know, we have the opportunity to have other men kind of pour into our boys that know and love Jesus. Uh, so that's huge for our family. I've got three boys in the audience here, um, and so thank you for that. I did have one question. You mentioned you know, one in four boys are living in homeless—or not homeless, fatherless families, and I think it's generally acknowledged that fatherlessness right now is a huge epidemic. Um, with, with our boys and kind of how they're growing up. Is there anything within Trail Life where you're focusing on fatherless homes or single moms? Or are we, is there going to be anything, I guess, in the roadmap um, for Trail Life to focus on on those boys and how we plug them into to adult mentors?
1: That is a good question. Well, as, as you know, every troop is different because you're chartered by a church and you have the flavor of that church. So some of those sort of iterations of the program come out of the, the vision for the church. What does that church want? Who do they want to reach in that community? But we do have a lot of resources. We reach out to single moms a lot um, you know, to let them know here's an organization. We had a a, a single mom just cry out to God. She said I, her her husband had passed away mm. when he when her son was two years old, and she mm. started crying out to God. Now he's 15 years old. He's in a Trail of USA troop, and he's surrounded by godly men. And the woman came to me. and She said, you know, I I need to thank you because my my husband would want me to thank you. Yeah, wow. So so there are there are those men. So I would encourage you. Go for it. You know, there's nothing to stop you from from having that culture in your troop that says, listen, we need to pay attention to these boys. Like I said earlier, and if you, you, you hear me say these things all the time, you know, if, if we're not taking care of those boys, I mean, we're, we're challenged by Scripture, James one we We're supposed to be paying attention to these boys. So take that on yourself to say, for me and my troop, <laughs> we're going to look out for these boys. We're going to make sure they're taken care that's of. That's awesome. But you'll, you'll have nothing but support from us, but I don't know that we that's, – that's something we would – impress upon troops to do, but yeah.
0: go for it. And you're also mentioning the church, kind of the church uh, relationship there. Yeah. I mean, there's pastors listening, and and I would encourage them for a church to get engaged with you. Uh, they would just contact you directly, right?
1: Yeah, a remarkable thing. We're not just an organization that meets in the basement of the church. We are an active outreach of that local church. And so churches are seeing growth, because you can invite a boy to Sunday school for forever, but if you invite him to go backpacking or whitewater rafting or something like that, that boy goes, that unchurched boy joins the troop. Then that unchurched family joins the church. And we see churches growing because of their commitment to having a church. Yeah, trial that's trial. great. Yeah. So
0: churches can get involved. Yeah. How many churches do you have involved now? We just passed 900 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wow. would be great. What a good idea for churches to uh, help those boys yep. that don't have dads in the home. Yep. Great. Thank you. It's a great so ministry. Much. Thank you. Uh, Mark, this has been exceptional, and I hope people are catching this, John, Mm -hmm. the idea. We just really want to expose people to trail life, as we did with uh, American Heritage Girls Mm -hmm. yesterday. And uh, in doing so, we just want you to get involved. Uh, Spread the word. Talk to your pastor. Get churches involved. Certainly get your own son or daughter and and, uh, your grandson or granddaughter involved. And, uh, you know, that's the purpose. So, Mark, thank you so much for being with us. And we'll make all the links to our website And, John, how do folks Mm -hmm. get in touch with us? They can find out more about Trail Life USA
2: by clicking the link in the show notes or just give us a call. Our number is 800, the letter A, and the word family. 800 232 6459. And we're a listener supported uh, ministry. We need your support to continue making programs like this available. Donate as you can today, and we'll say thanks by sending a CD of our conversation for you to pass along to somebody so they can listen along and hopefully get more engaged. Again our number eight hundred, the letter A and the word family. And coming up next time, taking responsibility for the challenges in your marriage.
0: I didn't see that I had a problem. I, I thought that I had a hypersensitive wife. I felt that everybody else liked me fine. What's her problem? Staff seems to like me, clients seem to like me. So I've got it
2: together. Then I come home and, and she does cry.
0: And she doesn't like me.